Hello and welcome to the New City Podcast, where we exist to renew the Quad Cities by restoring the health of its people. I am Jared Bakken. I'm Dr. Alex Aguilo. And next step on our road of, long road of the principles, the human body needs access to its full physical potential in order to survive and thrive. I think for pretty much certain that this is probably the principle that is maybe the most cryptic and the one people probably don't understand fully. Um, yeah. And I think it's, it's kind of more so my brainchild, I guess. Yeah. Um, yeah. So normally you're the doctor, but with this one, we'll, we'll flip roles a little bit. Are you a movement specialist? Um, I heard that's a thing now. Really? Movement specialist? <laughs> you will have that on their profiles. They're movement specialists. Hmm. I mean, probably more than you. <laughs> <laughs> no. So first we needed to just define what this means, right? What, what, what do I mean by, by full physical potential, right? So I think... We really hinted at it a lot in the last episode. Like, okay, the human body is meant to move, right? But really what we're saying here in this next step is we're made to move in a certain way, Yeah. right? It's not just we're made to shake your hand when you get burnt on the stove, right? right. Like the human body has, um, has, has a potential, right, to do certain things, to move in a certain way, to be organized in a certain way, and to be able to function and, and complete tasks in a, in a very unique and specific way, right? Like talking about joints have a range of motion that they are supposed to go through. Right. Musculature to support the movement of those joints. And then as those like basically as these positions and as these shapes are stressed to build greater and greater capacity to handle greater and greater loads to be able to complete bigger and bigger tasks right, right. and there's there's a there's an organized system that is called the human body that has the capacity to do unbelievable things if we have access to these things right? right i was just looking at um an article from chris crusher that is i think it goes along with this principle i mean he doesn't know this principle but i think this kind of the question so much a little bit of what he is asking probably is answered by this but it says he's just going through six reasons why sitting is so bad for your health mm. and it says a sedentary lifestyle comp- comprising prolonged comprising of prolonged sitting and minimal physical activity has a negative effect on nearly every aspect of human health. And then he says here, although we're not a hundred percent sure why sitting raises these risks, thanks to the emergent field of sedentary physiology. So that's a whole field. Now Mm. people just study what happens to your body when you're sedentary. We have some pretty good ideas. And then he just says, for example, we know that sitting is associated with decreased caloric expenditure and poorer metabolic functioning including redu- reduced insulin sensitivity. So he's kind of hitting on stuff that we hit on the, in the last episode on just why movement is important. 
But when he says there, we're not 100% sure why sitting raises these risks, I think this, you know, stuff that we'll get into here is, is probably some of the, gives us some of the answers there of not, when we, when we sit, it decreases our ability to actually reach our full physical potential mm-hmm. because of the prolonged sitting that we do. Um, but yeah, although we might not understand the actual physiology behind that, we know that that's definitely a big piece of it. Right, yeah. Yeah, so one of the things, I, and this is kind of more recent than I'm even able to kind of have this conversation, but I come to this idea f- with the background of strength and conditioning, right? Come to these conclusions, being involved in this world and, you know, like being faced with these certain tasks of, hey, lift this weight up over your head. Hey, put this weight on your back and, you know, squat down as low as you can. Pick this thing up off the ground. Do these tricks on the pull-up bar, like, like whatever it is. Come to understand the way that the human body accomplishes these certain tasks in a way to understand this just this system of what is like full full expression of human physiology, right? I've come to it from observing what happens in the gym and saying, oh, like there's there's a there's something bigger than just the clean and jerk, right? The clean and jerk is the clean and jerk because of the way the human body works to be able to accomplish that task, mm-hmm. right? There is technique involved with the clean and jerk that finds its root in this is the way that your ankles, knees, hips, midsection, spine, shoulders, the the way that all these things work and are able to produce force and are able to do these things and create stability under outrageous loads, that's what informs the technique of the clean and jerk. Right. Right? So... I've kind of come to this from from that avenue. Now, fast forward from me, but but in the terms of the podcast, rewind to uh, a few episodes ago. Um, our good friend, Doctor Sarah Rausch, mm-hmm. gotten to know her a lot over the past year, and um, she has kind of opened me up into this whole new world of like right away we hit it off and like we're kind of speaking the same language as far as you know this functional movement stuff like hey what we're doing here in the gym is awesome like this is this is what people need right but she has arrived at the same conclusions about human movement from a completely different avenue right so she looks at human development from birth right when you observe a baby, step one, lay the baby on its back and then observe, mm-hmm. right? Given a healthy environment, right? If the baby is fed, if the baby feels loved, right? Like if you put, put in a good environment to promote health, right? There are, it's like you can write, you can literally write the book of what that baby's going to do, right? Step by step. Mm -hmm. First, the baby's going to figure out how to start to move its arms and legs, laying on its back, right? Then it's going to figure out how to roll over to its side to side, right? 
Ren is going to roll over completely, right? Then we're going to figure out like this crawling position, right? Then we're going to figure out what we would call like this hinging position up to a standing position, right? Then we're going to like add some mobility and we're going to start to walk, right? And it's like you can just write the book about like in a healthy environment, this is how human movement starts to develop, right? And then naturally the kid wants to move faster and the kid wants to climb on this thing and the kid wants to be challenged right. in so many different ways, right? And develop this crazy, phenomenal, really cool potential, right? It's like the, the, the I would say maybe the three, okay, I'll say four. There's my observation. There's no science behind this. This is my observation. Four things that kids are just naturally bent towards doing, loving to do. And, 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 and maybe just doing really well, right? So like number one, when a kid picks up something off the ground, it is the most beautiful squat you've ever seen, <laughs> right? So number one, it's like, okay, not that they necessarily enjoy doing that, but it's like they are restricted in no way, right? Their joints work exactly how they're supposed to. They don't have any damage caused by a sedentary lifestyle that they've now lost access to these positions. Like their butt goes to the floor. Their, their weight is completely balanced throughout their foot. They have access to this beautiful position, mm -hmm. right? There's one. Um, kids love to freaking run, right? They love to take off and just to move as fast as they can, right? Yep. Every kid loves to freaking race, right? They want to they want to test how far they can push it, right? Yeah. Um, they love to hang, right? If there's anything that they can put their hands on and like hang from something, climb a tree and dangle and whatever, like it's 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 natural. So like looking at like this overhead position, right? Mm -hmm. They do that and they, they're really good at it, right? And then they fall. Yeah. And they get back up mm -hmm. and do hundreds of burpees a day, <laughs> right? Like we just observe what these kids do and it's like the, the, the physical language that they use that's what we're doing here in the gym. Right. We just formalized it. We have to teach it because people are you know, lost access to certain positions. We have to modify things and whatnot. It looks different because it's not just free play, but it's like like those four things, man, those encompass almost everything we do. Right. Right? And it's so natural. Right. It's so natural to kids. I love it. Yep. Yeah, I mean, I think, I guess the, maybe the one thing that I would add to that one is, and you maybe hit it on it, but I just don't exactly remember, but jumping is also sure. something that they right. do. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Right, yeah. And uh, yeah, right. That, that's probably a dynamic element, right, that, that isn't shown there. Yeah, right. absolutely. They want to jump over something, they want to jump onto something. They I, I came up with that on the spot, and I'm going to freaking write a book or something. <laughs> um, so, what is... Full physical potential, well, I think it, it, it starts there, right? So we see 
the human development, right? It starts with being able to, um, what Sarah can talk at length about is, is really boils down to safety, right? Boils down to once the child feels safe through stability in the core, is able to flail around their arms and legs, right? Once they understand safety, are able to roll around, right? Roll over, develop new skills, get into different positions, right? Full physical potential is we, we observe it. I think we observe it in human development through children, right? Those those things that we're talking about, the the jumping, running, squatting, hanging, climbing, and and uh, getting up off the ground. Like I think those things embody the full physical potential really, really well, right? Mm-hmm. Then as we add new tasks and greater loads throughout life, right? the the potential increases right because now not only can we you know pick ourselves up off the ground right we pick up big heavy objects off the ground cut down trees and move logs and chop them and make a fire and like all different kinds of things right that increases and so like the 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 it varies by degree but i think the the it doesn't vary by kind, right? All those things are like, that's, that's what we see. These human movements are what we see everywhere, right? Mm-hmm. And so what we're saying is to have access to that full physical potential is being able to do those things, accomplish those tasks, be able to touch these positions and use them effectively. Um, that's, that's human physical potential. Right? right? That's what the human body is designed to be able to do. Right. And I guess enter the problem when we don't move, when we don't use these things, yeah, we lose access to these positions. When we sit all day, right? Not only are we lacking the movement, but each of your joints and surrounding muscles and ligaments and tendons and everything in there it's getting the signal that this is all we have to do this is all we're going to be able to do right you lose the capacity to be able to do certain things with those joints that because your your body's been told time and time again by you (laughs) sorry that if you're just gonna sit here like why do I need to keep up the ability to do all these other things, right? Right. The reason why a kid progresses so much, right, is because they're constantly striving to push the limits, right? And they're constantly giving their body this this messaging that says, hey, oh, we need to do that? All right, next time, we're going to be better at it, Right? Next time, like that's, I'm going to be less close to dying the next time I face that thing, yeah. right? That's, that's like the messaging that's happening as a kid is developing. That gets lost when we stop doing that. Right. Pardon the interruption, folks, but I need to tell you about a phenomenal free resource 
we have available to you. It is a fantastic resource on how to fight COVID. Dr. Alex took our philosophy on how to obtain health by giving the body what it needs and staying away from what it doesn't and applied it directly to this issue and crisis of the coronavirus. The media's been telling you there is an invisible enemy surrounding us that you should fear because it's capable of wildly destructive things. We do not believe this is the way life is meant to be lived. We also believe that winning this war against the invisible enemy is far more about how happy, healthy, and strong we are as people and less about how dangerous our enemy is. If you can get healthy, you can have the confidence to start living life without fear of this virus. We help people work towards health every single day, and we wanna help you too. Just go to newcity.fitness COVID for our free resource on how to fight COVID. Now, back to the show. I mean, just to kind of bring this back to the other um, podcast that we did on movement, in that piece where I talked about movement and your brain development like this, you know, so if you have lost your, the physical potential to move a joint through its proper range of motion, you not only have restricted range of motion, but that means that you're not getting, that's, that's lowered the amount of that proprioception or that mechanical reception you can get to your brain, mm -hmm. which means your brain's not being nourished as well as it actually could be if mm -hmm. you were able to get that full range of motion. Yeah. So it, it's, <clears throat> like we like we know, I mean, the body works as a full unit. You can't really um, separate out and just say, well, the heart functions on its own, liver functions on its own, you know, your right. joints function on its own. Uh, a decrease in function in any part of your body leads to a decrease in function in, in other parts of your body. So mm -hmm. it's a big deal to, uh, we're not just trying to say, well, we, we want to talk about this so that you can do a clean and jerk. Right. 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 Clean and jerk is more just of a measurement of can your body do these things. Right. Because if your body can do these things, then now you're in, in that thriving right. area. Right. So the question is like, okay, great. That stuff may all be true, but I don't need to press 100 pounds over my head. Right. Right. I don't need to pick up 200 pounds off the ground. Right. My job requires me to sit at my desk and do my work. Right. Mm -hmm. Right. But there's kind of two major factors that you're missing if that is your full understanding of how your physicality impacts your life, right? Number one is what you're saying. Even though it's not a one-to-one -one correlation, I don't have to lift these things up over my head. I don't have to pick everything up off the ground, right? Even if it's not that, that like easy to see, the negative ramifications of your lack of movement are affecting you greatly, yep. right? Your brain is not working as well as it could be because the position your body knows best is 90 degrees at the hip and freaking flexed thoracic spine, right? Right, right. Like, I'm sorry, but it's true. Yep. Right? So that's one huge aspect of it. And then the other aspect that it's like we should we should know this, right? Just because something is not like a a a constant threat in your life, just because something is not 
an everyday occurrence does not mean that you're not going to need the ability to do a certain thing ever for the rest of your life. Right. Like a huge component of uh, vitality late in life is simple things like can you get up off the toilet? Yeah. Right? If you fall, like are you going to badly injure yourself even if you don't? Can you get back up? Like these are simple human functions, right? right? That's like y- yeah, you might not be worried about them right now, but like time's ticking and you're going to get to a point where like if you only have the capacity to sit down in a chair and stand up out of the chair and get yourself to your next chair, like there's absolutely coming a day where like that's going to deteriorate and you're not going to have the ability to even do that. Right. Right. So it's like if we can increase your potential, if we can get you to the point where not only can you get up off the floor one time, if I can train you to be able to do that a hundred times in under 10 minutes, yeah. the gap between you never being able to get up off the ground once is enormous. Right. And I don't know that you ever close that gap. If, if, if we can get you to squat, load up an equal amount to your body weight onto your back and, and not even like freestanding squat, if I can get you to sit down to a box and be able to stand up off of that box with basically you're carrying the load of two of yourself, the gap between that and never being able to stand up off the toilet are like again that gap might never close all the way right like that's why it's good to load and build greater capacity dude to give yourself a bigger like margin for error if if you're always an inch away from life-threatening things because your capacity, like your workload is butted up against your capacity at all times. Like, I, I, I don't know about you, I'd much, much, much rather have a much bigger gap in margin to be able to live life. Right. Yeah, and that's one of the most, that I've noticed over the last 10 years, that's one of the most difficult things to be able to communicate to people or get them to understand is that it's things that you do now that are going to help you, you know, 30, 40, 50 years right. down the road. Everybody thinks I can ignore it. And then 69. So this all stuff stuff's going to happen, start happening at 70. So I can wait until 69 right. and then try to do something at 69. Right. And I don't think it's even ignoring. It's like, I don't have a problem. Like I'm not experiencing any problems physically right now. Mm-hmm. Like I don't, there's nothing like I, I don't need to worry about anything right now. Right. Right. But like, <laughs> I hate to break it to you, but after about age 30, like you've kind of passed your peak opportunity to like really take advantage of 
the way your body is in a position to grow and develop, right? right? At that point, like, yeah, like, it's not to say anybody past 30 is doomed, but it's like, you know, like, your your optimal time to be building up is kind of past, and now we're working against it. Not to say we can't do tons to do that. You you can't build strength past 30, like, you can build a lot of strength past 30. I know for dang sure that you weren't nearly as strong as you are today when you were 30. Like, but like the reality is, yeah, as we age, like that's going to decrease. Right. You know, and we need to, yeah. We, we, your best bet is to do something earlier. Yeah. I, <clears throat> I seen a uh, study the other day that I think this kind of plays into this. And maybe that you can go off of what this study showed is it looked at, just epidemiological studies of looking at people that have been tracked over time and who had the least risk of degenerative diseases, mm -hmm. you know, car uh, cardiovascular issues and cancers and dementias and diabetes, those mm -hmm. type of things. It was the people who, of course, exercised or got the, the, the daily recommended amount of exercise, cardiovascular type exercise, which is 150 minutes a week, those type of things. Mm -hmm. So it was the people that got that had a lower risk of course than people who didn't get that but then they looked at strength and how they measured it was grip strength mm -hmm. and the grip strength thing is not necessarily like does grip strength correlate with this is grip strength right. was just kind of the marker they used to, right. for overall strength the people that had that were the strongest they had the same um, reduced risk as people who had the cardiovascular um, health mm -hmm. but then when they separated those out into two further groups if you were strong and your cardiovascular system was poor, you still had the same reduced risk. Mm -hmm. But if you were not strong, then you had to have that cardiovascular piece. Right. So people who didn't have strength, the people who are at most risk is of course are not strong plus no cardiovascular. But even if you were had cardiovascular health, they were worse off than the people who were, were strong. So you didn't even have to have strong cardiovascular, at least how they measure it. Sure. If you were strong. Yeah. What was that measurement? <clears throat> cardiovascular. Yeah. I don't know. I didn't, I didn't, they didn't hit on exactly what that meant. Yeah. Um, or how they showed that. But I think that that plays into this because, you know, you don't just get strong by just picking up heavy stuff. Right. It's the actual movement that you're, mm -hmm. you know, being able to lift that properly. Right. Is what builds strength over time. Right. Um, you know, for, for performance, but also even preventing injury wise. Oh, good. So. Right. Yeah. So it's like, okay, we can take a conversation like that. And basically that's saying, Hey, it's probably more important for you to squat than to run. Sorry, Phil. Um, <laughs> but, but do both. Um, <laughs> yeah, but like, yeah, there's even like, there's a ton wrapped up in, okay, great. I should get strong. Now what? Right. Like, there's 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 more than even just like okay i should use all the weight machines instead of the cardio machines right, right. like okay yeah they're like we're we're headed in the right direction there i think but again for full like we are we are looking for optimal health right mm -hmm. we're, we're saying like yes okay like there's some good there's some benefit to like the weight machines versus the aerobic machines, but like, let's not cut that short. Like let's dig deeper and see, okay, what is optimal 
human function? What is the way that human body is supposed to move, be able to handle load, be able to do all these things, perform all these tasks? And lo and behold, we have some standards around, hey, this is strength and conditioning, right? This is how we can teach you how to run and how to jump and how to you know, lift certain things, pick stuff up, squat things, press things, pull things, all of it, right? Like there's, there's, there's an optimal way to do these things, right? Um, and I, I, I want to just like maybe pull back on the dogma that I pushed out about being over 30. Um, like even if you, in your current state, even if you are limited, you, you have limited range of motion in, in multiple joints, right? You have limited strength through different ranges of motion. You're not doomed, right? Mm. Number one, we can start building capacity right now with the, with what you do have access to, right? You have access to something, right? You're embodied, you can do something. We can start to increase that capacity as is right now. We can build fitness right where you're at, right? right? But we can also start to address some of these limitations, increase your capacities, right? Increase what your hips are able to do, your knees, your ankles, your shoulders increase what those things are able to do and then like getting into really the fine tune of like hey actually part of your problem is your left leg doesn't work as well as your right leg shoot guess what we can do work on your left leg more than we do work on your right leg right we can load that up to to counterbalance this and correct that problem right like we can get really sophisticated to get you into a much, much, much more optimized, fully functioning human body. Right. Right. It's cool yeah. stuff. It's cool stuff. Uh, one of the ways that we do that is by being physically challenged. And stay tuned because we're going to talk about all that in the next episode. Folks, thank you very much. If you can hear my voice now, this means that you made it. You did it. You listened all the way through the show. You didn't shut it off. You didn't stop it. You're probably sick of me by now, but shoot, I owe you a thank you. This is a quick reminder. Uh, if you missed it earlier, there's a great resource available to you. Go to newcity.fitness COVID download our free resource on how to fight COVID. We made it for you. We want you to see it. We think it'll be very valuable to you. Um, that's it for now. You can catch us on Instagram and Facebook. Join our group on Facebook. Um, and hey, if you're ready, you're like, I don't need all that other stuff. Just let's go. Let's get started. Great. Go to newcity.fitness start. Schedule time to come in and talk to one of our coaches. Until next time.